This is the Conduit Church Teaching Podcast. Thanks for joining us. It's our mission to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us, starting with the teaching of His Word. Enjoy the message. Uh, I'm Darren, one of the pastors here. We're so glad uh, that you, you came. Uh, by the way, we, I don't think we have mentioned this yet, but yesterday or Friday, we wired $37,000 to Pastor Lafleur uh, to help him build his home uh, in Haiti. So we... And we're about to wire another 30000 that'll begin the construction of the school in Haiti there. So it's, it's cool what God has been doing, which is what Mo is about to tell you from last year. Uh, every year we try to just say, hey, this is not our money, meaning this is not my money. This is yours. You've given it to the Lord. And so we're, the, what I'm telling you isn't noble. This is just God's money, and this is what God likes to do with it. But it's only money. And so the numbers that he's going to tell you, I want you to know that they represent lives, that they represent a purpose of what God has called us to do. And uh, if you've got your Bibles in the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse uh, 25 is a verse that uh, many of us have heard over the years. You might have heard it as a, you know, uh, get your butt to church verse, you know, the forsake not the assembling of yourselves together every time the doors are open, Wednesday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning. Tuesday night prayer, Thursday night men's group. But there's a comma in front of that verse, which means it's not the whole sentence. Remember what we say when you take a text out of the context, all you're left with is a con. This verse, this whole passage is this beautiful picture of what a church was meant to be and to do. He says in verse 19, therefore, brothers and sisters, and the therefore, those verses 1 through 18 of Hebrews 10 is, man, God has been good. He has saved you. He became the sacrifice for you. Because of that, now the new covenant, which is I'll write my will on your hearts and on your minds, because of that, right? That's pretty good. He talks about in verse 22, Mo calls these the three heads of lettuce of Hebrews 10. Verse 22, let us draw near to God. (laughs) Let us, uh, verse 23, hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who hopes or who has promised is faithful. So the first head of lettuce is that, right, that we're going to draw near to God. We're in his presence. The second head of lettuce is that we're drawing near in his promises, right? They're never going to forget this, right? And the third one in verse 23, and let us consider I'm sorry, 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I don't know if you've looked outside or looked around the world, but the day is approaching. And what might we do but to literally, I love the King James language, provoke one another to do good things. I think the, uh, maybe Eugene Peterson would be double dog dare you to do good things. But if we're going to come together as a church, why would we do that? What is what, this is it. We're here to inspire each other to do what God has called us to do to make an impact in this world. And so when Mo shares these numbers and the lives that have been changed and what's happening in 2019 and on to now, yes, let's celebrate the money, but it's just money and it's all going to burn, and only the lives that remain are what we have invested in in this kingdom. So, Mo? Yes. And, in fact, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 are hanging on that wall. It's been over there for, for a little while, if you didn't notice that. 
Um, my name is Mo, one of the uh, pastors here, specifically executive pastor, and that just means uh, that I help execute the vision and mission of the church and of the pastors and of the elders here um, and you guys. And so 2019 has been um, just a really successful year, however, however you want to determine that and what success looks like. Um, one thing is for sure, you have been incredibly generous. And one of the things that we want to kind of frame um, or give some framework to is that everything we do is based around our mission statement. And it is this, we exist to be a conduit of Jesus to the community in front of us and the world around us. Conduit Church, it's one of the goofiest church names you've ever heard of. Right. Right. And I remember when you, I remember when you told me a decade ago that we're going to call this thing Conduit Church. I was like, oh, I don't know. I want to rethink that, yeah. But here we are. And our mission statement defines that and reminds us of why we do what we do. And it's all in that context. And so with that being said, with, through that lens, um, with your generosity this past year, 2019, you were a pipeline of almost, well, more than $2.1 million came through Conduit Church. You can clap for that if you want. It's impressive. You can see the breakdown there, and tithes and offerings was just a little bit more than a million dollars came in for that, and then seven, over $700,000 came in for our mission efforts. And then you'll see Conduit Next, that is $357,000, and that is money that was given towards our next campaign, or our next project, which is our expansion project that we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. But since April, $350,000 plus has come in towards that project, which is it's fast and it's large and it's exciting. That's you also fair. see that 50% increase in giving over the previous year, which is an astounding number. Y'all love to give money uh, to what the Lord's doing and it's obvious and we thank you. So it breaks down in this way. Our expenditure allocation looks like this. 40% of everything that comes through the door goes out into mission opportunities locally and globally. And the breakdown for the rest, as you can see here, 33, 16, eight and three. We've only have 3% of our um, operating expense uh, is for the building, um, which is an incredibly no low number. We would like to keep that as low as possible because that allows us to give more away. And one of the things that we like to say around here is we want to, uh, to give as much money away as possible and still be financially responsible. Um, and so we try to tread that line um, and just give it away. It's the Lord's already, and we want to make sure that the gospel is spread far and wide. And so with that 40% um, expenditure item, um, just, this is just a snapshot of some of the projects that you guys have been a part of the past 12 months. Um, there's, we could probably put up another two or three slides of, of this alone, but here, here are some of the, the larger ones. We planted a new church, dug a, dug a well, and opened a new school in Uganda, served a community there, which brings us to a total of five schools now with almost 400 students in the bush of Uganda. And these are in areas um, that are predominantly right now uh, being infiltrated by Islam and Islamic churches and temples. Um, and we are fighting back against that with the hope of Jesus and not ashamed to do that. And it has been um, just a, an incredible success. And Darren's gonna share just a little bit about that in a second. We graduate, graduated. Another class at the Bible Institute in Haiti. Uh, this is year three or four that we have had a Bible Institute in Haiti. And this is part of Restoration Church that we are partnered with down there in Jacamel, Haiti. And we send students through a two-year program to learn and understand and be able to teach their Bible. 
And what they do from there is then they leave and they go into their communities and start Bible studies and churches. And so it is disciples making disciples. And this uh, newest graduating class um, happened, what, just a couple months ago. Um, and so we are, we are a part of that. You are a part of making disciples that are making disciples. Planted a brand new church in an unreached people group in Nepal. Relocated two pastors from Ethiopia to North Africa as part of a kind of a covert operation uh, for the underground church. And so you guys have been part of uh, some covert ops this year. Also, covert ops of 10,000 Bibles being smuggled into Iran, um, which is no small task. Like, it's very complicated, <laughs> very risky, uh, very dangerous. Um, but so is the gospel. The gospel is a, a reckless love that we want to make sure that these people um, learn about and know. Converted a church into a hospital in Togo. Um, that was part of kind of David Whetstone and what he's been doing there in Togo. And of course, Place of Hope right here in Columbia, uh, just down the road. Over the past two or three years, you guys have been a part of a pretty massive restoration project of that facility. And it's a uh, drug and alcohol kind of rehabilitation center, uh, addiction center, um, getting folks off the streets and away from addiction through the gospel of Jesus. And Shannon specifically has been spearheading a lot of these renovations over the past couple of years. And specifically this year, we were able to um, restore kind of the, the entryway of this historic home. It's a beautiful home down in Columbia. Also gave them an outdoor gazebo, a new salon, a weight room, and a total kitchen remodel. And again, this is all things that we're, we were able to do through your generosity this past year. Yeah, and that means like right now, literally right now, probably 30 to 35, depending on the day, people in Place of Hope right now with a Christ-centered focus on rehabilitation from drugs and alcohol uh, is the problem, an epidemic in our country. And as a church, we are concerned about it, we're praying about it, and we're putting our money where our mouth is and doing something about it. So somewhere over a half a million dollars that we've invested so far in Place of Hope in doing that just right down the road in Columbia. When we talk about uh, planting a church in Uganda, when we talk about, the, this is like in the bush, okay? This is not like in Kampala, the city. We're out in the bush with Jesus pastors that are indigenous that have been trained and gone to Bible school. And then we'll go with them, uh, buy the land for them, drill a well, uh, build a little building. By the way, what's really, uh, most of these communities that have a mosque, they will sell water to the community. Uh, we'll just give it away because Jesus, the fount of living water, it just tells a great story of what Jesus does. And let me tell you what, when a young lady hears that she is not a piece of property, when a young lady hears that Jesus came to seek and to save her, when Jesus chose the first two evangelists ever were women, when they hear, start hearing that stuff, man, Jesus, that sets them free from the religion that would want to bind them up. But listen, here's why I wanted to show you that. Because we go in there, then we'll, with these schools we're talking about, these are led by young men and women, and they are uh, in little uh, buildings like this that are made out of tin. I want to show you this. Hello, Pastor Darren. Greetings from Top Class. This is Top Class. This is Top Class. Top Gun. Thank you for the support that you've given us. Top Class has been reading charts. <laughs> To work on their camera skills. Thank you for everything. God bless you. <laughs> we thanks for the support that you've given us. Thank you. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, 
As much as we'd love to have a really nice finished brick building when we get there, we just do what we can while we can. And we think a clean water is a better, better need than a brick building. So we start with clean water. We start with nutrition. But look, once they start going, um, there's, this is top class, which is like third grade, their version of it. And we're going to keep adding a class. Um, but this is the building we just built for them um, just a few months ago. Finished it. So that was uh, $27,000, give or take. Uh, and look, this, this is the kids actually standing inside this new building right now. When David takes teams out, you're like, what do they do all the way over there? That's what's happening on the other side when a team goes. And how many in this room have been with us to Uganda this year? Dave, oh yeah, a few of you have been here. Holly, yeah. That's what's, so Jim, that's the one that we didn't have a roof and you have a little video that raised the money for it? Yeah, good work. Um, that's what we're doing. We're not screwing around and we cannot, must not, kids don't <laughs> say that word, um, must not, will not, uh, let this building distract us from what God is doing in this earth. We have, those kids need us to not do that. I don't want to make the phone call. Uh, I'm not going to. We don't, and here's the thing, we don't have to. Uh, God has proven over and again that we can, one doesn't have to steal from the other. We can do both because they're both important. And so the numbers that Mo is sharing with you, the $700,000 that has flowed through us in just 2019 alone, it's well over $5 million now that has flown through here to the kingdom on the front lines. And we believe that the more we grow, the more, as long as we're super responsible, that we can actually generate more. That means more people going with David to mission trips. That means more money flowing through here. So anyway, all that to say, Mo, back to you. And now, back to you. Back to Mo. Uh, attendance. Over the past year, we grew by 7%. Um, that, is, that is a good number for us. Uh, however, over the past few years, we've been like double digits, 10, 20%. We do believe that our building has kind of capped our growth. Um, we can only fit so many people in this room, as you know, and in the parking lots and in the bathrooms, um, which, which is why we're getting ready to break some ground. We'll talk about that in a minute. But 7% increase, uh, which looks like 770 folks uh, would call uh, Conduit their church home. Uh, these are folks that are considered regular attenders. They're here at least twice a month. It's kind of what we use uh, to figure that out. And then that represents about two, 240 households, 240 homes that would consider themselves part of the Conduit family, which is an incredible number. All right, so this next season of Conduit, uh, we've called it Conduit Next, and it's basically uh, this idea, this concept that we've kind of been racking our brains of, on for the past couple of years, almost two and a half years have gone into this thought and this idea of expanding our facilities, expanding the, the troop carrier, as it were. And, uh, and so it's come time to that. We've gotten all of our uh, state approvals um, and kind of across the board, except for one specific document. Still waiting from the septic department. In the name um, of Jesus. Believe it or yeah. not, it's just unbelievable. That's a sidebar. I, was, I told myself I wasn't going to get into that, yeah. but I'm fired up. Um, it's about a $3.2 million project, and uh, it'll get us about 12,500 square feet. And uh, it'll be right here on the back end of the building. As you can see, it, it'll give us a 450-seat auditorium and additional office space and storage and, and plenty more parking, uh, which we desperately need. And so uh, 
with that being said, we have, you guys have, have raised and we have put away, um, see the number at the bottom, $640,000 are in the bank right now towards this. And yeah, you can clap for that. Much of that is from your generosity, giving specifically monthly um, towards the project. And your monthly commitments have been about $11,200 on average that you guys are dedicating specifically towards that bucket. And then we've been able to then also put, because we've, you guys have been so generous and we've run a really lean and uh, tight machine around here, we've been on average putting away about $20,000 a month from our straight budget right into the savings account um, because because we can. And so all of that together puts us at about $640,000 in the bank towards us, towards this. Um, and so the $2.5 million uh, is what we're going to need to finish this thing. And we, we do have a banking partner that's helping us with this. However, we want that relationship to be the, one short of the shortest relationship, relationships yeah. we've ever had. <laughs> Um, we love him. With but all yeah. due respect. Um, but I am believing, and I, and I ask that you would believe with us and with me, it would be just an incredible story and a continued story if we opened up and had our first service um, at the end of this year, which is probably going to take until about December until we have our first service in the new building, that we burn the note uh, opening service. That right. would just with a torch. would be unbelievable story. And if you know the history of Conduit and kind of what we've been through to get here, you'll know that that miracle isn't that far-fetched, yeah. all things considered. Um, and so I ask that you would pray with us and, and believe with us that this is doable. This 2.5 is doable with your generosity. And uh, it's an exciting time. I want to show just a quick rendering of what this building is even going to look like. And uh, we'll go from there. All right, here we go. Cracker Barrel rocking chairs? Absolutely. Oh. Of course. Yes. I just want to say that that number, 3.2 million, makes me angry. I don't like it. I don't like that a million of it is just going to be moving dirt, uh, drilling a hole under the street. Like, that's what it costs in America. It just makes me angry. Um, it, last year in Uganda, I really felt like the Lord was showing me, though, that um, a $27,000 building to them when you make $200 a month or $150 a month U.S., which is a really good salary there, proportionately speaking, 
27,000, it might as well be 2.7 million of them. It just, it's going to require that kind of a miracle for them. We have been the conduit of those kinds of miracles all around the world for people. And we just got to believe we didn't do it so that God would bless us. It's really not why we did it. But I just have to believe that he's going to do something crazy and miraculous. And uh, we've seen him do it before. And by the way, we're going to do that right now. Mm -hmm. And once you go out there, I'm going to tell you the miracle of how we got this property in case you don't know that. Uh, but Mo, tell us how we're going to know that. Yeah, a couple of quick things. Uh, folks have asked, um, so when, when does this get started and how long is it going to take? Um, practically speaking, um, within this next week, we're going to start seeing um, significant changes to the property from erosion control fencing, construction fencing, um, and some other trees coming down to make way for tractors and heavy equipment. Um, the front lawn is going to be graveled over pretty extensively in the coming weeks. And so uh, these next 45 days, we're going to be pushing a lot of dirt. Um, and it literally is. I mean, it's the first phase um, is about a million dollars worth of, of dirt work, which is crazy. Uh, but it has to be done, and we want to make sure it's done the right way. Um, and so you're going to see some extensive changes over the next 45 days to 60 days. So we just ask for your patience. We are going to try to over-communicate. Um, our entryways might change. Some things might change uh, out front and in the back. And so we just ask for just your patience as we kind of get through these different phases along the way. And so to start this off, though, we want to break ground as a family with our own shovels. And so we're going to go do that. And so what we ask is two things. One, that you would go get your kids and get your shovels if you brought them and meet us in the very back behind this family room here. There's an exit through this door straight out back, and you can exit through the hallway as well. And you're going to see an area that's taped off all the way around, and we're asking for our families to just meet us all the way around the perimeter. Right. And if you're visiting, think, oh, that's weird. I feel like I'm going to someone else's Thanksgiving dinner. You're, you're invited. Uh, especially because I really want you to hear the miracle of how God gave us this land. It's going to be about 20 minutes, and then we'll get you in your cars and on your way. All right, meet you back there.